Joining me right now on Kumite TV is one of the most exciting fighters on the UFC roster, Nico Price. What's going on, Nico? Chilling, man. Just got back from the gym. Out here grinding. For sure, man. For sure. Uh, you came into the UFC undefeated. Man, you had some incredible fights. You knocked off some big names, legit competitors, not just like guys with names. You know what I mean? They were like at the yeah. top of the division. You know, you've created this following within MMA. Is this how you expected your career to go when you first started? Uh, you know, I, I knew it was going to be something exciting because like, I don't know. I'm just excited when I'm in there. So I know something exciting is going to happen. You know, like I'm like, oh, there's some cool. Ah! Let's do it. And I try it and it works. So, you know, like if I'm in the cage, don't blink. It's going to be, there's something cool is going to happen. That's, that's been my like my slogan my whole life is just don't blink because you really don't know what you'll miss because I don't know what you're gonna miss. <laughs> <laughs> has there has there been any moments where you know you saw an opening and you went for it and you were kind of surprised that you got that finish? Is there a fight like that? Oh yeah, the like so the Randy Brown fight when I hand resisted him from the bottom. I do that in training. Like I'll hit you from the bottom in training, but like. I really didn't think I would ever generate enough power to like, boom, clean somebody like to sleep. But yeah, that that that's definitely one of them is Randy Brown when I knocked him out from the bottom. I wasn't expecting to get that much uh, like force and power in my hammer fist, but I did because I hooked his head. When they make a list of like the top ten knockouts of all time in the UFC, in my opinion, that should be in that list man because that has never happened in the history of the promotion well everyone tells me that i'm the second one to do it that's what oh, they okay. all tell me they said someone else did it but no one remembers who did it i don't remember who did it <laughs> exactly i remember i did it that's all i remember <laughs> yeah but it's cool it's whatever if someone wants to downplay what i did it's you can downplay it as much as you want i still did it so <laughs> i'm cool with it Whenever you see that uh, that finish on TV, you know, because they replay it a lot, you know, what's going yeah. through your mind? It's just like, man, he moved his hand totally away from his face. And I was like, look at that. It was like when you find Willy Wonka's uh, golden ticket. I was like, I just took it. And it fucking, oh, sorry, it paid off. It's all you good. It was crazy. That that was crazy when I was doing it. I was like, and then Herb didn't realize that he was out. So I was trying to yell to Herb like, yo, this dude's, I don't want to hurt this guy's neck. Hey, Randy Brown's a cool guy. I like him. You know, I, I never want to do like crazy shit like that that impacts people's like life. But, you know, we're in a fight game. And we, we fight. So crazy shit like that happens. <laughs> yeah, definitely always happens all the time. Now let's go back to your uh, last fight, which was a crazy fight, also UFC two forty. Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal, one of the the bangers of the division. Um, in the first round, you guys clashed heads. Has there ever been a moment like that before in your in your career where you both got knocked down from a headbutt? Never had a double knockdown. And he hit me with a left hand, and I hit him with a left hand. Then we headbutted each other. 
I think the headbutt woke us up, like, because we were both falling and then we fell, like, into each other. But, uh, yeah, man, every time I sit here and I think about that fight, I just go through it. It was so much fun. I had a blast. Man, I lost, but, hey, whatever. This shit's my passion. I get to do what I want to do in my life. I get to fight people. You know, people get people like that I get to fight people, so I'm cool with it. <laughs> and I have a blast every second. The fight um, eventually ended in the second, of course, right? Yes. What did you think of the stoppage? Because it seemed like you hopped right back up and you were just like, yeah, you know, what happened? That was cool. You know, like, I'm not downplaying Dan at all. Dan Bergman, he's a, one of the best refs out there, you know. The man, he has good judgment. You know, at that particular moment, I would question it. But you can't get mad because too many people got hurt this year, you know, already from the refs letting it go, letting it go, and no one wants to have a body on their conscience. It's just simple as that. So I told him thank you, you know, like, Thank you for ending it because you thought I was out. I, I don't think I was out, but I mean, apparently you don't know when you go out. You know? But it's cool. I'm cool with it. I can't change it. Like Lawler, like Robbie Lawler said. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I can't do nothing about it, so why the hell am I going to get mad about it? He taught me a lesson with, with the Ben Askren stuff. That's why I don't get mad anymore if I lose. Fuck it. I gave everything I had. If you win, you win. But you're going to remember my fight every time, every time. People do remember all your fights, man. But in that last fight, you know, what did you take away from that, you know, to move forward? The same thing I took away from Tim Means, you know, like, because mm-hmm. even in the Tim Means fights, I won, but I did the same thing. I just didn't regain back like I did in the Tim Means fight. Because the Tim Means fight, I caught him really early with a right hand. And then I got all super, you know, and I'm just trying to learn how to control myself because I have a level of intensity that I, apparently I don't know how to control yet. It gets the better of me in there. So I've been trying to work on more of my mental approach because we're all physical beasts. That's how we're in the UFC. You know, we can all bang and we're all tough and we can all take a punch. So like it's more of controlling the beast now for me. So. Is that... Is that the key aspect, do you think, for you to kind of crack the top 15, crack the top five, maybe make a run of that title? Is that control, you know, is, you know, is the, is the mental side of the game? Yep. I have everything else. I can do it all. I just need to be able to control myself while doing it. Because, like, I see blood in the water, man, and uh, I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) You're sharp. I'm going straight at it, uh, even if it's fake blood. <laughs> you know, that's my problem. Is I got to be able to see the real and the fake. Some people can play that wobbledness off. You know, I can play that wobbledness off. That's what I did with Means. He hit me, I did that stanky leg, and then I hit him. So, like, I don't know. Trying to be unbeatable, that's all. Even though you're coming off a TK lo- TKO loss, you're getting a quick turnaround at UFC mm-hmm. Tampa, your home state. Was this car something you had to be on? It didn't matter, you know, what you were coming off of? I wanted to be on this card regardless, yeah, because it's hometown. And I want to show the UFC that, yo, I have a following. I have a real following in my hometown. Like, I can't, I can't go to the gas station 
around town because I see everyone I know because, you know, I grew up here. So I'm born and raised. I'm seeing people from kindergarten, you know, like at the gas stations and stuff. So I get stuck at 45 minutes at the pump, <laughs> you know. So I'm just show. I want to show them that I'm worth something, you know. I feel like they haven't seen that that side that they see that I'm a good show. I'm an entertainer, but they need to see that the people think I'm a good show and a good entertainer. Next, for them, to, I think to invest more in me. So, I mean, I'm down for whatever, like I said from the beginning. Like, I'm I'm here. I'm in no rush. I'm down to just go in there and throw these hands and watch them fall. So, you get to welcome <laughs> another big name, you know, James Vick to the welterweight division. Yeah. You know, what are your thoughts on him as a competitor? As a competitor? He was a top 10 lightweight. So, technically to me, I'm fighting top 10. What's up? No, I'm just kidding. He's a whole other division. But, like. He he's a good competitor. He is top ten, you know. Like he was, he was on a fire streak, and then recently he has a little bit of a downfall. But we all go through ups and downs in in life and in our careers. So who knows if he got it set up now? He's better. But I know that I'm, I'm coming up from a down, and I don't care who you are, but you better be ready for blood because I'm coming in there to win. I'm coming in there to eat, and I'm coming in there to get that W, like, with force. <laughs> Patient force. Phrase that. He, he, you mentioned it, he is coming off, you know, losing three in a row at, at 155. Do you think it's very risky for someone to move up a weight class to kind of solve a problem that they're having in their original weight class? I don't think so. Because sometimes it can work better for you. You don't cut the weight. You're still hydrated. You feel better. More energy. More like pep in your step. You know? But like, it's a different weight class. I know he was cutting a lot of weight. But it's a different weight class. We I hit hard. So I'm coming to throw these hands. And I've already proven that I can put anyone to sleep with one touch. I dropped, I dropped Neil three times. And one of them, I was stumbling, I was stumbling while I dropped them. So I don't care who you are. If you if you're fighting me, my name pops up. Just get in the camp and start training, because I don't even know what the hell I'm gonna do. But I'm training as hard as I can every day. So it's simple as that. It's gonna be a war when I get in there. You know, a lot of people you know, point of to the weight cutting of James Vick as a problem that he has had. You know, maybe the reasons why he's been getting knocked out. How much do you think that contributes to someone's chin, the weight cutting? I think the weight cut contributes a lot because, you know, the fluid in between your brain and your skull is what absorbs a lot of the shock. When you're cutting weight, you're dehydrated. That's not really there. You know, it's, it's, there's less. You get hit hard. It rattles. And the defense mechanism for the brain is to shut off. So that's why you get knocked out when you get hit hard in the head. Because it's like, what do I do? Shut down. So, like, yeah, I think getting too dehydrated and too big can work against you. Cutting too much weight can totally work against you. So I do think that he's going to come in stronger, feeling good and feeling better. And he's going to come in – 
you know, feeling great. But once we get in there together, it's, I'm telling you, I'm coming. There's not, I'm not running, I'm coming. I'm running at you. Just like all my fights. We're going to touch in the center and shit's going to start flying. So, do you, you do very well against tall, lanky guys. You know, you've, Tim Means, Randy Brown, Brandon Thatch. That's all I've had the finished. fight since I've been in the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> and you've done very well against Anyone these guys. Anyone else 6'3 up? I got them right here. I'll take them. <laughs> Do you see the yeah. same holes in James Vick? Because he is, you know, like you mentioned, he is 6'3. Yeah. Um, I don't see the same holes. Uh, James Vick's a very well-rounded striker, very well-rounded grappler. Um there is holes. I'm not going to tell you, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you what I see and what I feel I can capitalize on. But they're they're there. Just like there's holes in my game, just like there's holes in everyone's game. Who can capitalize first is my thing, and I'm I'm pretty good at taking opportunities when they're there. So I'm going to be looking, searching, and trying to grab it all. Before we got on air, you mentioned that you went out to Vegas. You you did some tests. You got some training. You know, talk about mm -hmm. that. Uh, it was awesome. I went out there. You get free food. You get free shakes. They take care of you. They treat you like kings. Unless you're late, then they just say, oh, yeah, no food. I missed it twice. Because <laughs> I was over there training. I was sparring or lunch. All right, well, I got to get some sparring in. <laughs> and then I had to go get... Uh, some other lunch which by the way i got a freaking what is it they make a uh, burrito sushi in vegas it's called jaw burrito dude burrito sushi is my new love like sushi is my love but burrito sushi is just a huge roll it's like oh it's like that like that spider-man <laughs> bottle of sushi as i use chomp into that thing is so good um but then i had to go spar again after that and do all types of training and rolling and jiu-jitsu i was at a syndicate mma and 10th planet downtown over there it was great the dude the pi is just they got personal trainers for you they got everyone for you it's insane nutritionist they put you up to all these cool machines that you can't even pronounce the name of. And they do things that I don't even know. But it's just, it's, it's the next step in being, be, becoming a next step athlete. You know, like the UFCs, soon we're going to be like the NBA players taken care of, hopefully. And like the football players and all of them. So. When you got the test results back, did anything surprise you about the numbers? For what test? For the testing that you took at the PI, um, I was surprised. They said I have like really good balance on one leg, mm -hmm. more than like the average human or athlete or something. Uh, they said I I maxed out in all the balance things, which is hilarious because I I can't even walk straight. I walk in the walls. I walk in the tables. Sometimes I don't even turn the doorknob, but I walk into it, and then I'm falling over. I don't get it. I'm always tripping around five kids, so maybe when I don't have five kids around, I have good balance. So, um, they said I have a really good uh, explosive pull. So, 
I don't remember all the numbers. They just told me like the two things. They said I have a really good like explosive like first, and then I have really good balance. Well, so. that's good to know. Yeah. So, come get these single legs on me, bro. I'll hop all around the cage. <laughs> exactly. You be doing backflips with one leg. Yeah, right. I ain't that one guy. <laughs> you guy wasting all his energy in there doing flips, trying to show off, and then you lose. And what did you think about that? That was that just like, I don't know. What was that for you? Uh, next question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I was just watching. I'm cringing. I'm like, man, this is no. We're in there to fight, not do flips. Like, I understand if it looked like an actual, like, you might have kicked him. Bro, you just did a backflip. That's all he did is a cartwheel and a backflip. Didn't even try to hit him. Like. We're fighting. Come on. <laughs> but it's just not my not my style. You know me. When I get in yeah. there, I'm going in there with my hands up, chin down, and I'm throwing every limb I have at you. You know, if you want to try to do flips at me, most likely I'm going to catch you in the middle of your flip. I might try to soccer kick you in the head while you're flipping. Just because it's legal. Nothing's grounded. I've already asked about it. So... <laughs> I ask all weird questions. Like, you know how you try to take someone down, you got both their legs, they're running on their hands? I always ask, can we soccer kick? Because it's only two down things, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not three down, no knee down. It's just his two hands, just like he's standing on his hands. Can I kick him in the face? Hello? (laughs) That's what I ask the refs. Is that legal? You know, I haven't once in Wichita, I got a yes. So I was planning on trying it in Wichita, but then over in, um, where did I just fight? Canada, I got to know. But they're they're nice over there in Canada. I don't think they would like a soccer kick. <laughs> Dude, everybody in Canada is nice. It's crazy. I want to switch gears and get your thoughts on some of the things that's happening in the welterweight division since you're one of the guys coming up. You know, there's this uh, title fight. That's supposed to happen between Usman and uh, Covington, but they yeah. they can't negotiate. You know the drama is happening. You know between the UFC and the fighters. So what do you what are your thoughts on this uh, this uh, drama that's going on? I think it's just politics getting getting like uh, oh are they gonna do it? Bringing interest, building the interest, and then it's gonna just they're fighting, and then finally everyone's gonna be like. Finally! Yeah! You know? But I, I don't even care about that fucking belt. That's some boring old school shit. I'm looking for that BMF belt. <laughs> these bad motherfuckers at? I want to get on that belt. I want the real belt. I want to go fight those guys. You want that? You, know? you want the winner? I'll fight the winner all day of the BMF. Let's go! I want to be one. So what, what do you got to do? You got to fight them. I'm not, hey, I don't say no to any names. There's one person I was like, get me someone else. And it's because he does flips in the cage. It's dumb shit. That's why I was like, no, I'd rather fight Jeff Neal. I want to fight a hard guy. I want to fight Mike Perry. I don't want to fight a second timer backflipper. So like, I'm trying to, I want to up my stuff. I want to fight big names. I want to fight people that, oh my God, no one wants to fight. Give me their name. 
you know? The 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 fight between you and Mike Perry would have been a perfect main event for this card coming up, man. I I, I know, but he had, he had a good fight with Luke Way. Yeah, you know his nose got broke. Yeah, hey, that happens to us in fights, bro. We get fucked up. We gotta heal sometimes. But when he heals, I'm right here all day. So I'm cool with that too. I'll fight him whenever. That's a BMF to- title fight. Hey, I'm down. I'll fight him for a BMF. Let's go. That's 100%. Put us on the card with fucking Nate and uh, and Jorge. Yeah. As long as I don't get hurt in the next fight, because you never know what the hell can happen in there, man. We're like tornadoes of bricks and concrete swinging around. Definitely. So. One last thing before I let you go. You know, in MMA, there's so many different types of competitors, you know, in different time frames of their career right now currently in your career do you consider yourself a fighter or a martial artist me this time in my career i would say i'm a fighter you know because i'm i'm training every day i'm trying to learn every day i'm just i want to be i want to learn i want to be the best fighter i can be i'll be the best martial artist when i'm teaching and when i'll be able to like give what i have to the other people then i'll just i'll like consider myself a a great martial artist right now i'm trying to be a fighter you know it's i can't help too many people i can help people that are close to me and show you stuff but most of it i gotta go in there and get what i can for my family while i you know because our career ain't too long so we get in there we bang it out for a couple 10 15 years and we now we have to go find something else to do so like I'm just trying to build it all up so I can be that great martial artist after my career. And then I can teach fighters, manage fighters, show them the road the right way, not the way that we, like, my generation of fighters, and we've been taking advantage of a little bit in the lower levels. The people before us have been taking advantage of in every level. You know? Now everything's starting to become a sport and become to where like you can take care of a family you know yeah because back in the day dude it was always you're never gonna make money you're never gonna do this you need to get a job five hundred dollars a week do this do that and you'll have a good life nah that's your life that's not our lives mm. people who fight we're, we're different people one percent you know, so I'm just trying to get back to that one percent when I'm done with my one percent. Well, you're definitely one percent, and you'll be stepping back into that cage October 12th, UFC on ESPN plus 19, Tampa, Florida. You know, yes, you're gonna add maybe another bonus to that bank account. Thanks for the time, Nico. The game plan. You have a great day, man. You too. <sighs>